So sometimes I give a frame before the meditation. This time I'm just going to go right into it um, without kind of describing it in advance. So without further ado, I'm going to ask you all, invite you all to close your eyes. And already sense the profound change that happens in your body and in your mind, not knowing which is the cause and which is the effect. Your body begins to feel heavier, but in a wonderful kind of way. Like you're underneath perhaps a, uh, a dentist's blanket before an x-ray but that heaviness feels like a wonderful covering a coating a blanketing and that feeling extends to your mind which starts to pull away from whatever was present even just two minutes ago all those thoughts and wonders and concerns and inquiries take a jettison to the periphery so that at the core of your mind, and you can think of this visually, if you like, literally a circle at the core, at the nucleus, it's just openness, a wonderful emptiness with everything else you see being shunted to the circumference far away. And then that visual image of your mind then informs your body. Because if you're in that center, open, empty, vacant, endless space, then that gives your body another opportunity to feel at rest at peace, relieved, unburdened, liberated, free. We can play with the paradoxes as we do sometimes in these meditations where simultaneous to that heavy lead blanket feeling kind of pulls you down into your chair and down into the earth beneath you. You might also feel light and effervescent as if you're floating on air, as if your mind is released from your corporeal limitations. And you soar And gravity has no hold on you. And space has no claim upon you. And you are anywhere and you are everywhere. Now turn to your breathing which you've been doing this entire time, but now that I'm mentioning it, your mind goes there. So 
So it brings breathing out from behind its sheath where it happens automatically out into the present where it becomes a decisive action, a choice that you make, a drinking in. And for the moment, there's no need to alter your breathing. Just notice it. Just attend to it. Luxuriate in it. Sometimes we can think of meditative breathing as breathing as if our nostrils were in our belly. So we're breathing from deep within our bodies. We know physiologically the oxygen gets everywhere. There's a capillary. But this is beyond physiology. This is trying to control our breath with the entirety of our being. And start your breath from deep in your belly. So that your whole body is involved. And you can stay in this place of just focusing on breathing or that empty, dark middle in which you can stretch out your mind and just float. Or you can follow the following idea to wherever it takes you. If it's true, as our tradition says, that the soul of a person is like the flame of the Holy One. And if our holiday that we're in the midst of is about a flame lasting longer than intended, a resource being more capable than was obvious, And what is the piece of your neshama, of your soul, that is akin to that? An aspect of your strength that is mightier than it might seem. A stamina that endures more than would seem obvious. I want you to see you as a Hanukkah candle or as a cruise of oil, a flickering light, not diminishing, or at least not diminishing quickly. See yourself, feel yourself, 
believe in yourself as a flame that will be as capable and as powerful tomorrow as it is today. You not running out. You lasting longer. You surprising yourself and others. You a miracle. when you're ready, you can open your eyes and emerge from the reverie wherever it took you. One of the beautiful things about a meditation, it's both frustrating and beautiful, is that unless you're in a setting where you're meditating and then processing it immediately, which is not a bad thing to do, but it's not obligatory, you had an experience and you will always have had that experience. And what it does for you will be hard to track. But it's somewhere inside of you. Wherever your mind went is somewhere now a part of your neshama and what you bring into the Shabbat. So we're going to end by saying this closing prayer that we recite three times. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. 
may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say namaste and shalom and Shabbat shalom. And I miss you all. And I hope to see you soon and a very happy second night of Hanukkah.